Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our next guest production company, Kingdom Reign Entertainment, LLC, is recognized as one of the leading entertainment companies in television. His credits include, drumroll, executive producer, Love and Marriage, Huntsville, On the Own Network, Styling Hollywood, Netflix, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Bravo, Hollywood Divas, TV One, The Next 15, and Gucci Mane and Keisha, the main event on BET. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. They've said, let freedom reign. Let's let kingdom reign. My man, Carlos King. <laughs> <laughs> what a great introduction. <laughs> my man, my man. I love your enthusiasm. Well, I for, appreciate it. I, first of all, I, I, you know, you're doing great things and uh, in television. Thank because, you, you know, it, it's been a journey in the reality world of respect, you know. And I would, and I just tell share my personal story. When I was producing and uh and creating the uh, Neighborhood Awards, which Steve uh, Steve Harvey was hosting. It was a period <laughs> where, you know, there were no African-Americans in dramas. There were no African-American shows that had sitcom talent. And all the talent was coming from the reality TV world. And it was a period where reality TV was fighting and throwing and cussing and fussing, and it was just ugly out there. And so it was really putting a black eye on what, do, do black people act like this? And I've seen that, and I feel that it has been, now we see sitcoms with African-Americans on it, we see dramas with lead African-Americans, and I feel that that has helped uh, uh, stylize and help the world of reality TV to be more accepted and also shape better stories. Am I correct in that assessment? No, you absolutely are. I think, um, listen, when it comes to reality TV, the reason why I started my company Mm-hmm. Kingdom Reign Entertainment is because I wanted to change the landscape right. of how African Americans are viewed on television. So, right. no, your assessment is right in terms of what has been sort of the attention that's been given to in the past, and my hope is to redirect that in the future. Well, you're doing a good job, first of all, because you know, Thank and, you. you know, and, and, I, and I would tell you, and I, can, I can have an honest conversation, and I, and I really believe that the stories are being told better because African-Americans are actually producing 
these shows with African-American needs and African-American content. And they're not stories that we assume that's how they should act. We'll, let's just make believe this particular scenario. And that, I believe, really helps. And so when I you said, Rashawn, you're excited to have me on the show. Yes, I am. Because you are telling the story that is accurate. We all know it's entertainment. Right. Don't get me wrong, Carlos. It's entertainment. We got to have the ratings mm-hmm. meter, right? But guess what? There is credibility in how the story is being told now. Because you understand the culture. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And and, and that was the other reason, too, because, again, prior to me starting the company, I was a hired freelance producer who had to produce these shows and did not really have a say in the beginning, middle, and end of how these stories were being told. And the biggest thing that I wanted to give people were credibility and, and to show that, there is an audience out there where people, especially African-Americans, they want to see people who, who look like them on television. But right. they also want to make sure that it's really something that's happening in their real lives. And when you look at Love and Marriage Huntsville on the Oprah Winfrey Network, <clears throat> the show to me is doing well um, solely because you have three couples who – I think represent a large part of black family households, whether or not you disagree with them or agree with them, you know, somebody who sort of represents that, that lifestyle. So the, the show has been a huge hit for own because these African-American couples who are successful, but they also are giving you an insight into what happens in their households to hopefully shed light on what happens in, households across America. And the success of that show, to me, shows the reason why I wanted to begin the company. And and I'm hoping that I continue to have people tune in to the shows we're creating over here that really speaks to that attention. Well, I'm going to tell you something. uh, When I left IBM, I was uh, a degree in mathematics. I left IBM to do stand-up comedy. So I travel all over this country telling jokes. And what people don't know is uh, how modern the city of Huntsville is. It's one of the, it's like a Silicon Valley, yeah. technology-wise. That's where NASA started. NASA started in Huntsville, exactly. Alabama. Exactly. And a lot of people don't understand that. So I remember, so if you, any any popular chain in America, food chain in America, is in Huntsville, Alabama. And and so and so I know I used to love going there because, you know, great comedy and clothes of people, you know, are, were very knowledgeable and you didn't have to do crazy things to get people to laugh. And so, so you picked the city that, I, as one would say, you know, it's like I, 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 with a high uh, uh, intellectual and cultural platform in Huntsville, Alabama. And a lot of people didn't know that. And I think that you're telling the story and opening people's eyes to Huntsville. Yeah, no, that was, you know what? That was the biggest goal when Melody and Martel <laughs> met with me. Mm-hmm. You know, they... They drove from Huntsville to Atlanta. I was Mm -hmm. living there at the time. This is maybe five years ago. Mm -hmm. And they pitched me the idea of doing something in Huntsville. And just to be completely transparent, I'm like, who's in Huntsville? What is Huntsville all about? You know what I mean? I was more curious about the city than Mm -hmm. anything else. Mm -hmm. And I knew that Melody and Martell had something interesting to tell the world but I was really interested in the city as a whole. Right. And you are right. It's such a city that has so many affluent 
black people who who thrive there, mm-hmm. and they're super smart. We met with a rocket scientist, yes. uh, you know, this black yes. man who's a rocket scientist. Yes. Things mm-hmm. you hear you hear about, but you never really seen. Mm-hmm. So it's such a smart, savvy town, and I think a lot of people watch the show and they're like, "Wow, they're smart." successful black people who live in Huntsville, Alabama. And it to me is putting the city on the map and it's allowing the city to really be shown in a light that, you know, when people think of the South, they think, oh, they're uneducated. And right. the fact that this show's providing right. something different right. means the world to me. Yeah, it's really cool. I like I I very when I when I realized it was coming on, I tuned in because I know and because you know I've I've had a blessed life to be able to articulate something about Huntsville, Alabama to you. And and be able to be on dead on spot means that I've I've experienced that culture and also my life has allowed me to experience a lot of different paths. And the fact that you know this is not Birmingham, this is not Montgomery, this is Huntsville, totally different con- city, totally different setup, totally different uh, lifestyle. And it also is who doesn't have who doesn't know a country cousin, okay? <laughs> right, we all have those. You know, you know, this country. Everybody got a country cousin in the South. Okay, everybody in the North came from the South. So, so you wouldn't everybody from L.A. moved from Alabama or Mississippi or Arkansas. So, yeah. So, so you wasn't out of your comfort zone. You actually were bringing people back to their roots. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, and and listen, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Right, right, right. I, <laughs> I know. Come on, okay, Carlos. Carlos, Carlos, Carlos he's getting comfortable now. He's getting comfortable now. He's all this guy. Yeah, let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm from Detroit, and I grew up in the whole era of black excellence. And right. you mm-hmm. know, growing up when it, when Motor City was really thriving in the Motown right. sound mm-hmm. and all all that amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. So again, it's all about giving back to your community in some in some way. And with Huntsville, that was one part of it. But it's what you said. It, it again, I think the show is successful because you look at these African American people and they remind you of family. They remind you of home. And my hope is that that is an eye opener as even for me and my team to really start putting more of these other. I'm not going to say forgotten towns, but it's more so a town that a lot of people just aren't familiar with. Right, right. So even the way we're creating shows, Rashawn, we're really tapping into markets where it isn't a typical Atlanta, Miami, L.A., New York. Like we're yes. going down to the south just to really see what else is there because I think the way television is, is working, a lot of people, you know, they're bored easily with the same city you see across television. But – to tap into those towns where you've heard about the city, but you don't really know about it. Um, that excites me to really put more of, of these cities on the map. Well, I'm talking to my man, Carlos King. You know, he has what they say. He's uh, regarded as the record breaker when it comes to the Midas touch in reality TV. We'll be back with more money-making conversation. I got a lot to talk about because you did RMV Divas in Atlanta, correct, Carlos? Hollywood Divas. Hollywood Divas. Hollywood Divas. Yeah, With the black actresses. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Cool. We'll be right back with more of my man, Carlos King. All my friends, thank you for listening to Money Making Conversation, a show that I put in place to invite my friends, CEOs, interested decision makers, people who are making a difference not only in television but also in the business world. On the phone is my man, Carlos King. I am... Um, I enjoy what he's doing in television. I enjoy the way he's making an effort to look at him. I'm an African-American person. My, 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 
my family's African American. And so when we look at television, we want to be proud of what we see uh, see a uh, slice of life that is relatable to us. Reality TV, when it started out, wasn't really relatable. It got good ratings, but it wasn't really relatable. You know, sometimes it was offensive. And I've seen a nice turn in reality TV. And, and this young man on the phone, Carlos King, has been one of the instruments in making that turn. And I just want to say thank you, sir. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Now, I got to tell you that because, you know, I started out uh, writing, uh, you know, on uh, The Parenthood. And I went to uh, Arsenio Hall sitcom. And then they did Sister Sister, Jamie Foxx show, The Parkers. And, you know, it, it, it sometimes when when I look up, when some of these networks like BET or TV weren't one uh repeats i can look up and my name is on like three or four shows on the weekend and and <laughs> and i and i love it when young people come up to me and say you know i grew up watching some of the shows that you produced or some of the shows you wrote because i really made a conscious effort to to make the storytelling funny entertainment but a sense of value to you so because i tell you this you know you have a gift carlos and and a lot of people a lot of people underestimate that because when you can make people Every day, come back, every week, come back at the same time and set aside their busy schedule to say, this is important in my life. That's a skill, man. And you cannot allow anybody to say that anybody can do that or that's no big deal. That's a very big deal. And that means that you've understand how to communicate an art form to the masses that the masses deem as important to their lifestyle and they share it on social media or they share it among their coworkers, and then it galvanizes into high ratings. And you should be commended for that. And what, what got you to this point? Where, where did it all start for Carlos? Well, let me just start by saying I really appreciate those words because, you know, listen, I'll be honest with you. When, when I started out of my career producing, <clears throat> again, other shows before I formed my company, mm-hmm. You know, there's a moment I look back in my career and I'm like, hmm, wasn't too proud of that one, or this could have been handled differently, or <laughs> right. wow, we, we kind of show that. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's one of those things where you learn from your mistakes, and when you know better, you do better. Right. And, again, the reason why I started the company is because so many people talk about the change they want to see, and I believe you have to be a change creator right. in order to do that. Right. So I appreciate those words because it shows that I'm on the right path and fulfilling that that need. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I started out interning at various networks, and then you know, BET is one of them. I interned at The View, back when Robert Walters was really a part of it, and then I got a call to be a part of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know, their first season. Wow. In 2008, mm-hmm. yeah. And at the time, I had no experience in reality. Mm-hmm. So we were all kind of new together, like me, meaning Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we mm-hmm. we met on set, and the rest is history just in terms of exactly how that show really did take a life on its own. And that show propelled my career in a way once I started to become the executive producer of it. And the moment I became the executive producer of that particular show, um, it sort of skyrocketed my career because a lot of people, it's what you said earlier, they were like, wait, there's a black man who's behind the scenes mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. executive producing this this show mm-hmm. and the ratings increased, you know, that, that season that I was the executive producer for the first time. 
you know, it's in the history books as the highest rated season ever. And mm-hmm. that happened ooh, seven years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And that was so, a period where, remember, yeah. it was getting shaky. You know, it was that shaky period for the housewives. So yeah. you, you really made that it turn was. for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yes, I did. I, I wanted, the moment I got into the driver's seat, it was important for me to tell the cast, like, listen, people really want to know what you guys are really going through. Like, the cat fights and all that, to me, is just, that's icing on the cake. Like, it, it's a given, right? <clears throat> right, right. But it's what you said earlier. For you to tune week to week to watch the same show at a particular time, we have to give them more. We have to be more honest. Mm-hmm. And I credit my cast with being open enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And that has been, to me, the recipe of my entire career is really telling cast members to show their authentic selves because that's the only way someone at home is going to be able to connect with you. So although I started off at the bottom of the totem pole, <laughs> I truly worked my way to what people consider to be the top yes, because I was there, I was laser focused on what the end goal was. And that was to start a company that I can say, okay, Let's start doing shows that we all can sit back and say, you know what? We're actually proud of the work that we're doing. And that's that's the goal as we are entering 2020 and, and figuring out our next slate of shows. So what is what is that next slate of shows for us that we can well, we talk about or are we just in early stages? You know, count? it's in the early, you know, how, you know how these networks go, Rashad. You can't say too much because the ink ain't dry. Oh, you know, you're, not super, you're not one of them claws, superstitious people. You know what I'm saying? Knock on wood, knock on wood. Don't say it, you know, don't say it too quick. You know, it might get snatched out the air. <laughs> exactly. But I'll say this much to you. I and the rest of my team were super excited with right. what's coming down the pipeline because, mm-hmm. you know, Love and Marriage Huntsville is the gift that keeps on giving. And then we did Styling Hollywood on Netflix, which was great. And we are just still happy to be the go-to production company where you really want to see black excellence. Yes, sir. And you want to see black excellence in a way to where you don't have to call it guilty pleasure because you don't feel guilty watching it. And that to me is the agenda as we enter into the new year. Well, it's it's beautiful to say, you know, when I think about what you're trying to do and I look at shows, you know, there is information. I always tell people there's information you can get from these shows, lifestyle information you can get from these shows. And to say that you say, listen, Rashawn, I want ownership in these shows. I'm going to have my own production company. And that really is the big, big line. You know, you know, when I when I see people out there selling these these production companies and these shows for three hundred and four hundred million dollars, that's because they had a piece of it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they benefit from it. Yeah, that. it's all about ownership. It's it really all about is. ownership. It really and that's is. something I'm learning from Tyler Perry too. Well, Tyler Perry's the king. Okay. He's the king. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let nobody under no, he financed those early, you know, sitcoms himself, you know, from the money he yeah. generated from the, the plays that he did on the road. They everybody was calling the Chitlin Circuit, which nobody calls the Chitlin Circuit anymore. Okay, by the way. And so right. that's because, you know, you, you label something if you don't understand, if you devalue something, you know, and that's really important. And I would, I would tell you this. I know you're not involved with the show, this, this show Love and Hip Hop. But when I, see, uh-huh. when I see it being promoted doing football games, I'm going like, what? You know, you know that these shows are now translating to 
everyday America. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and so so that means that there that there is being you know you're not pigeonholing, and so that's the next fight that we have to do with these reality shows, like we had to do with sitcoms on the WB. You know, on CW mm-hmm. and UPN, talking about only black people are watching, so we're going to give it a lower, you know, advertising rate, even though it's the same commercial that run on the other shows. That's the next battle, because when I see that, I see black, Chicago Black Inc. running on these football commercials. Yeah. I'm going like, okay, now, okay, okay, this, this and not just once in a while, but on a regular basis, okay? I'm wow. going like, okay, yeah. this is interesting now, okay, because somebody's making a conscious effort to do this. Okay, because I'm seeing this on a regular basis. And that means that the shows that you are doing now are relatable, are entertainment that is being perceived as acceptable and is being promoted to the masses. So, no, that's the next journey, Carlos, that you're going into. When you start talking about building your your resume about opportunity with your production company, know that your value of what you're doing is growing, my friend. And don't sleep on that, okay? Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. So now you got you got freedom rain out there. Kingdom rain is backing it up, backing it up. And I, well, uh, 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 when you when you put together these casts uh, and you put put together these shows, which show do you feel over the years that you is, that you you know? I know we talked about uh, Housewives of Atlanta. They really touched you, mm-hmm. or just just say, hey man, really, I learned so much from being a part of that show. And you know, I always have friends from that show. What show may have touched you like that over the years? That I produce on my own. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, good question. Um, I'll say this much. I think since Hollywood Divas was the first show that yes, my sir. company was able to produce for TV One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Back in 2014, I would say that show will always mean the most to me. It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm, a, I, I'm not a parent, but I'm going to assume all parents feel this way about their firstborn. Right. Like there's nothing like your firstborn. Like you love your, you love all your kids equally, but that that feeling and that experience of your firstborn means the most. It's, it's because it's the first. We know. So you know, I look it, at. It, it's interesting you say that, Carlos. Okay. It's interesting you say that yeah. because I want I want to share a story, which I know we're running out of time. I want to get this in, and it's very pro positive what you're saying, because when you go out there and you do something for the first time with your production company, I remember when I was did the neighborhood awards and I actually produced it for the first time myself. And, you know, I, I, there was, you know, people asked me and I told them, yeah, even though I didn't know, but I'd still move forward with confidence because I felt I, I was ready. I felt that I'd seen it all I, enough to be able mm-hmm. to confidently go out there and know that that camera goes there, that staging goes there, that light cue goes there. That has to happen right there. And, and I actually, when, 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 when I actually was at rehearsal, I was, I was brought to tears because I realized that there's how much work you have to put in and how many naysayers step in between your uh, step in between your opportunities and even the people that you care about you really can't turn to them because they don't even know what you're talking about. So the support that they right. can offer to you is nice but it ain't enough. <laughs> and <laughs> and you have to walk out there. I always tell people this and joking I always say if you are if you are in the military and you're telling and you're the captain and you're telling somebody to charge up a hill, you can't have tears in your eyes. Because right. the, the reality is is that you have to be straight, you have to be strong, you have to be at the top of your game, even even if everybody around you questions you, that means you have to do your homework. And my friend, 
I say that in a very complimentary manner, sharing a very personal part of my life, seeing what you are doing and seeing what you are accomplishing. Um, I'm proud of your callers. Thank you for doing my show. And uh, Thank you. And uh, always know, if you have a banner or a sizzle reel that you want to promote or a premiere or a big moment of closure, any of the guests you want to bring on my show, you have a home here, call us because of the fact that. I appreciate that. You are changing television, man. Don't change. And the revenue is coming, my man. The revenue is coming. <laughs> Kingdom reign, y'all. Kingdom reign. Thank you, Carlos. Appreciate you, brother.